Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. So we've got US Open Cup next week. Take a Wednesday night in MLS, look how much rotation there is. What's the point in adding a cup competition to that? When we're in that final, I'll be all over it, mate. Be the best competition going, but till then, can't be bothered. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Suddenly care about the US Open Cup, don't you? Always, always cared, mate. Always, uh, always thought it was a very valuable competition. This is the MLS UK show. Now we're going to win it. Uh, welcome along to season two, episode 14 of the MLS UK show. My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Here's what we've got for you today. It's a bumper edition today. So much to go through. Uh, we'll chat Women's World Cup. We'll chat Open Cup. Uh, a lot of DC United chat as well. We've got some very special guests to tell you about. Yes, can't wait for that. And also we need to catch up on MLS and we find out which players, which fringe players from MLS I've chosen to be in Bolton Wanderers' <laughs> squad for next season in League One. Yeah, this is something we started on last week's. <sighs> Plus, there's actually loads, loads more. So much to do. Let's get cracking. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So, so, um... First of all, can't wait to tell everyone who's going to be on the show later. Someone who helps out a huge name in MLS. I'm so excited to hear what they've got to say. Yeah. I, I really, really am. So, it, like, it's just some somebody that I love, so I can't wait. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've got lots to talk about with MLS and uh, all the international competitions going on at the moment. But first, uh, a, a domestic competition, because the US Open Cup... 
episode oh, 13. Mate, how good is the uh, US Open Cup? Like, oh. it's so good. Like, we've seen, uh, you know, a little chance to chance to rotate. It's so good. We've had players coming through, proving themselves. We've had a few upsets. It's just brilliant. Yeah, you t- I mean, you're telling me, mate. I said on the last episode I really enjoyed it. You've changed your tune a bit. No, I don't, I, no, no, no. I've always been a fan. Mm, well, uh, does that help that Orlando City find themselves in the next round? In oh, of course. Lots of stages. Of course. Um, on course to meet Atlanta United in the semis. Yeah, do you know what's going to happen now? Is uh, Because when you didn't care about the US Open Cup, Orlando <laughs> City suddenly are world beaters. Now that you've changed your tune, now that you're getting excited, you yeah. play new, what, new York City next round? Yeah, we're going to get knocked out. You're going to get knocked out. Yeah, yeah. I, I do secretly know that deep down, but just... Just getting excited. Just like it's dare to dream. If we're not going to make the playoffs, then, you know, which you'd constantly tell me we're not, mm. then dare to dream. Let's go for okay. a cup run instead. Couple more wins, mate, and we're there. Yeah. Silverware. You are, yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, uh, Atlanta playing uh, St. Louis. And there's some really big matches. Like LAFC are in the latter stages as well. So New um, Mexico United. <laughs> yeah. I know um, we're, like, we're joking about this because I know, I know what I said and I, you know, I do stand by it, but it's... We are where we are, and you know Orlando have progressed, so I'm on board with it a little bit more. Um, but in all seriousness, I I do like it as a um, as a little bit of a an upset every now and again. Like New Mexico United, um, we've had uh, St. Louis, obviously Cincinnati got knocked out, Chicago not got knocked out by mm-hmm. these these lower league, supposedly lower league opposition. Um, we're going to be guaranteed a new a new winner as well, I think. Yeah, well, that's exciting. So, yeah, we'll but, have to see. Because um, Atlanta, Minnesota, NYCFC, Orlando, Timbers and LAFC are the MLS teams left and then obviously New Mexico yeah. and St. Louis. So we're, we're going to get a, uh, a, new, a new winner, which I like. Yeah, so uh, we'll keep our eyes on it for you. And um, it's going to be Orlando. This is awesome. <laughs> Get no, in. No, it won't. Get in. You know how these things work. You will go out because you've started taking an interest in it. I know. Uh, right, let's kick off as we normally do. It's the game with the changing name. Not even surprised to get the name you just, right. No? You're just slinging it correct every week now. Like, it's just casual. Yep. So, well done. Uh, your, your choice for player this week. Uh, remember, if you um, if you guess who it is, or halfway through the podcast, you think, oh, I know who it is, then screenshot where you're up to and uh, tweet us at MLS UK Show. Mm. Okay. I'm interested to see if you get this one. Okay. I, uh, as we sometimes do, I've admit, omitted, omitted one of their Premier League teams because too obvious. Right. Ready? Yep. Okay. Started their career at Portland Timbers. Oh, okay. Then moved to the UK. Any early ideas? Um, no, not really. Okay. Um, 176 appearances for Millwall. Okay. Still nothing? Um, carry on. 96 appearances for Leicester. Right. 13 appearances for Fulham. Now, this is weird. I was so surprised that it was only 13 because in my... Do you know when you have a player in your mind? Yeah. I see Fulham, and I don't know why. Okay. But only 13 appearances for Fulham. And then returned to MLS, Seattle Sounders, 93 appearances. Right, okay. Well, I'll have a think about it. We'll see at the end of the episode. If you think you know, tweet us, as always, at MLS UK Show. Uh, So we need to catch up on MLS. Not much has happened, to be fair. 
uh, our little break has has uh, coincided with the break in the league. But they did return this weekend. Yeah. Um, what which game stood out for you this weekend? Uh, I think Dallas beating Toronto was huge. It's th- it's three nil. I mean, uh, Dallas at home. We always we always like Dallas. We always favour them at home. But um, I expected Toronto to do much better. They actually had a fairly strong side. Obviously, I know they're missing uh, missing their their main firepower up top in Altador, but. I expected much better from from Toronto on the road. Um, least surprising was Cincinnati losing oh, yeah. losing at home to LA Galaxy two 0 I actually predicted three 0 Somebody tweeted, didn't they, asking yeah. us for a prediction? Um, this was funny actually because we got a tweet on uh, it must have been Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Was it Saturday um, from Eden, who's a Cincy fan who listens to the podcast, and he was asking guys what score do you think um, what score do you think it's going to be. And uh, you tweeted off your personal account. I was uh, in a field watching some sort of festival in Leeds. Uh, so I tweeted off the MLS account. And we, at the same time, we both said 3-0 to I Galaxy. I didn't see that. Did you not? No, I didn't know you'd done that. Oh, I put 3-0 Galaxy and that's being polite. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, we both said it at the same time, um, which made me laugh. And uh, it was 2-0 in the end. So, you know, they went easy on him. Um we're, we're going to talk about Cincy a little later on because mm. there's been some rumours going on with uh, the manager and, and who they're bringing in and whatever. But where are they at the moment? Because they, it's, Bottom of the league, mate. They, yeah, well, they're <laughs> bottom of the league. Are they still getting some leeway because it's their first season in MLS or should they be doing a lot better? I, this, that's, that's tough. Mm. We've seen other teams join recently. They're not they're not on their own in this I think no yeah yes it's their first season but I mean even Orlando weren't that bad (laughs) Uh, Atlanta certainly weren't that bad not even Minnesota were this bad no Minnesota you know have have gone on to to improve every year I I think you're always you're always going to look to improve in your second season but they will be so unhappy with, with being bottom because I think you have to look at the fact that they do have MLS experience in that in that roster um Although I look at them up front, okay. Now I remember. Do you remember when uh, the uh, draft, the expansion draft, was done? Yeah. And they picked Kamara, but then traded him immediately. Mm-hmm. How much do they need Kai Kamara right now? Yeah, I mean that was a part of a, a bigger plan. Yeah. I guess, but yeah, because yeah. Gar- Gaza's injured. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's. I feel real. You have that. I mean, we're getting loads of tweets coming in from Cincy fans who are saying, oh, they're rubbish and whatever, but we feel harsh having a pop at Cincy because it is yeah. their first season. But with, you're right, with the players they've got and the start they made, remember, they took uh, a point off Atlanta, they, they beat Portland convincingly at home. Um, surely they should be doing better. Yeah, I think you kind of give them a little bit of grace and we're now into the second half of the season and I think... You know, this is the opportunity where they have to turn it round. It happens. Teams have these spells, but I'm, I'm surprised, especially in the support that they're getting at, at Nippet Stadium, which which looks great, by the way. I think we all yeah. we all agree on that. Um, I I am I am surprised. I'm disappointed in them. And can we? Just, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but we we ha- there's you can't shy away from talking about Fernando Adi anymore because we're getting tweets from people going. Mm. I wish I'd have listened to you two. He's rubbish. And I'm sorry, this has been a running theme and I, I, I am too harsh on him and I haven't said anything for ages. But when he was at Timbers, and you know, Fernando Addy 
was dreadful. He had no composure whatsoever. And, you know, Maddox came in and, and was better, arguably, and they've now ended up together again at Cincy. Yeah. And I just... I'm sorry, but it's getting embarrassing now. Well, I think uh, stuff's gone on in his personal life as well, which we all know about, which hasn't helped the situation. It hasn't helped him with Cincy fans. Because a few of them were, were telling us, you in particular, because you've been very vocal, uh, that we're being a very harsh on him. But, you know, as the season's gone on, you, you wonder now what is going to happen. Because Cincy, are they going to stick with him or are they just going to first chance to get just... I don't know. I don't know if they can afford to stick with him. Two million dollars a year he's costing them in wages. Two million dollars. It's a lot of money. So he's not performing. For me, it's difficult, isn't it? Because if you or I were setting up an MLS team now and you've got limited options and budget and it's your first year and you just got to kind of get out of the way almost and, and get a team together, maybe you do go for him. But it was never going to be a massive success. I just don't. I don't see that that was ever going to be a brilliant option. Mm. Um, you know, Mane, Ledesma, Mattox—all for me, much much stronger options going forward. And Frankie Amaya, who's in his first season, just drafted. You yeah. know, a, again, another another uh, better option for me, um, yeah, attack-wise. So I just, yeah, Cincy for me, struggling at the back. Um, Hoyt, who was nothing, nowhere near the team, is now all of a sudden captain in the side, uh, playing right back, playing centre back. Duplan's playing right back, left back. There's just no, you know, settle down. We're halfway through the season now. It's got to settle down. You've got to get that first eleven nailed. The keepers have been all t- uh, rotating as well. It doesn't help. You just need some consistency, I think. Well, I think they need to get a new manager in. I'm surprised uh, that they've not appointed um, a new head coach yet. They've got a new general manager in. No uh, no head coach yet, so I'm surprised. But there are rumours um, that one of us Brits is going to be heading over to manage them, so we'll talk about that later on. Mm. Um, there was only, a, what, six games this weekend. For you, who we know your other job you've got, mm. cushy little job, cushy little earner, uh, is one of your roles within that is to try and work out the teams, uh, the starting 11s. Was yeah. it, how difficult was it this weekend with everything that's going on around it? Actually, really easy. Because so many players are missing for internationals uh, that if you put yourself in the manager's position and you think, well, I need to field my strongest side, we've not played in two weeks or three weeks in MLS, so I need to field our strongest side, but we haven't got X, Y and Z. It kind of only leaves you with limited options. Um, you know, especially, um, you know, Chicago, Toronto, who have got uh, a couple of injuries as well with Mavinga out. Uh, yeah, Columbus is always easy because they've got such a small roster. Um, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't much unexpected rotation just because of the sheer amount of players that are missing. But this is one one I was going to ask you. Does that make it a bit pointless? Why are we playing when the Gold Cup's on? Because um, I'd love the break, I'll be honest. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, to be honest, I've enjoyed a bit of the uh, the break because it gives you a chance to to sort of I mean my girlfriend's been really thankful for it because I've not been watching as much soccer uh, but um, I've been working on the Open Cup games so um, oh, less, less of a break less less popular in my house um, but yeah I, I I don't know because there's six playing there's some this, this week playing and um, it just 
when you've got the, the, the best players, because it's not as if it's just a Gold Cup, you've got Copper America happening yeah. and you've got, um, I think, you know, there's, there's tournaments going on all over the world. There's been uh, European, international matches going on as well. It's just very difficult to to get as passionate about it when I mean imagine in the Premier League if if it they just carried on when it was international yeah. tour, you know you've got the best players in the world imagine in La Liga if if it was happening suddenly you've got Messi not playing you've got uh, you know Hazard won't be playing you've got all of these so it just I don't know it just kills it a bit but bearing that in mind how impressive then was uh, Portland's victory at home to Houston 4-0 and SKC going to Columbus and winning 1-0 yeah I mean Columbus Columbus are on a dreadful run of form I'm I'm so disappointed like no win in five games in MLS they've dropped no. down to 10th which is extremely disappointing for a manager that when I when I started watching MLS Caleb Porter was was at Timbers and was very successful um, so it's very disappointing Portland the the home win is you know is is surely going to spur them on they're in a great situation because mm. um of course they're uh three points off the playoffs and they've got two games to play Portland so, for me are in are obviously in the most in the more difficult conference this year uh they're in with LA Galaxy and LAFC who are just storming it yeah they're kind of just... I think there's a few teams in that conference that are just going about it, just quietly getting the results, yeah. and then we'll we'll see where they are at the end of the season. But they're the teams I would really worry about because Portland have proved it before. They don't have to finish top of the conference. They don't have to be challenging for Sports Shield. They can go on it a bit on the DL and, and get their way into the MLS Cup final. Yeah, I mean, you look at the you look at the standings in the West. I mean, it's such a strong West this year. You look at you look at Timbers in eleventh, and you're like, oh, "What are they doing down there?" And then you see the three points off the playoffs. They've got two games left to play, mm. two games in hand. So you know, it could be, it could if the win both of those, they're, they're absolutely sorted. Um, also, Colorado Rapids ha- had a little bit of an upturn, sixteen points from seventeen games. All of a sudden, right? So Norwich have just been promoted to the Premier League. If my Norwich City got a point per game over the next season, I'd be well happy. Yeah. Uh, 2-2 wait at Vancouver very, mm. it's a very good result Vancouver Vancouver a hit and miss we know that we knew we know that the the, the first few months of the season was going to be tough for them yeah. with all the changes but it's still a tough place to go LAFC lost there so good draw for Colorado Rapids mm. and the, the only one we, we haven't mentioned is Chicago who drew at RSL and Chicago for me uh, not quite doing enough I think the the Gaitan signing um, the money they're spending on Schweinsteiger is frightening. Obviously, all the yeah. salaries have been released now. Um, yeah, for me, they're currently above teams like Orlando. I think in the last month or so, going off what what we've seen, I think Orlando and and the teams around them have got more about them than Chicago. And I th- I, I'm a little bit concerned on how much they're spending and what they're actually getting for it. Without knowing the impact Schweinsteiger has uh, behind the scenes, mm. is he worth that money for them now? He's worth money. He's not worth that money. No. So you what would, was it like six million? Something like that. So you'd keep Schweinsteiger if you was if it was one a, or two or three. You're talking about a World Cup winner who's who's yeah. been at Man United. Fine. I, I I like Schweinsteiger by the way. He's versatile. He's been playing. Um, drop. He's dropped back to centre back instead of playing DM. Um. But come on, that's that's crazy money. You're t- you're you're talking more than or, almost as much as Latan. Yeah, that's not that's not worth not worth that. That's crazy money. Um, and my boy, who's that? 
It's good for RSL. Mm. It's very nice. Uh, our birthday's coming up in a few weeks. It's the same birthday, me and uh, Ruth Knight. 7th of July. So mm. uh, Different year. Yeah, well. Right, coming up later on in the podcast, so exciting this. It's a bit, well, it's a bit of a Pride week, isn't it, at the moment in yeah. MLS? Um, obviously, it's Pride Month, uh, which we are behind here at the MLS UK show. And... Um, to celebrate that, we are going to be having two guests on the show. I can't wait for this because uh, the first guest we actually had on last season, yeah, uh, if you remember, Jim from DC United uh, with Pride. Uh, he does the United Night Out. He night. sent us those scarves last year. He's going to be on the show a little later on, but he will also be joined by... This is so exciting. It's exciting to have Jim on, but we're going to be having Rory on. Now, Rory's job... This is brilliant. ...amongst other things, is to be Wayne Rooney's driver. So cool! His title is the player care manager at DC United. So oh, great job. Rory Maleda is going to be on the show, and he is actually the model for the Pride shirts. The, really? Yeah, so they chose him to be the model. Um, so, looking forward to that. So, they're on the show a little later on. The MLS UK Show. Um, right, so that's it for last weekend. Um, shall we move on to what we've both been waiting for? Last episode, you set me a bit of a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I, uh, I'm interested in when you dig into the rosters, especially around the Open Cup time, uh, I'm interested in all of these players that just sort of sit on the fringes. Mm. So because of the internationals, the, the players being away, also, you know, that in the US Open Cup, you can only have five um, foreign players in your whole squad, whole match day squad, you can have five players, yeah. which is really tough. When you actually try and pick them, it's it's really tough. Unless you're Columbus or DC, try it with your your team. If you if you're listening now, try it because it's tough. Um, and there's so many players that are that are on the fringes. Um, I, I think I use the example of Andrew Carlton at Atlanta United. No doubt he's made your team. Well. That wry smile you just giving me, um, but I. I wanted to set Henry a task because his British team, Bolton, have been relegated to League One, which is the third tier of uh, English football. Yep. Uh, and they've got no money. They're in administration. They're starting on, what is it, minus 12? Yeah, minus 12 Minus 12 points. points. So you, they need four wins before they even get back to zero next yep. season. Uh, so I wanted to provide them with some uh, some options from, yeah. from MLS. If you had to field an MLS 11 but a realistic one. Yeah. So it can't be players that have, have played... I, th- I think, did we say... Well, we uh, we said no DPs, mm-hmm. and the only other rule was they have had to have played less than half the games. Now, we said eight. Mm. However, there were a lot of players that played nine games, so I've kind of... Oh, la, la, la. Uh, because there's been a few more games. Oh, la, la, la. Because um, rotation this year has been huge, by the mm. way. Um, so, yeah, the, the rule was they have to have played, but not have been sort of massively involved because realistically they're not going to go to Bolton if that's the case no exactly uh, I, I might add as well Bolton I think we've got about six contracted players mm-hmm. uh, they released the retain list and they might as well have just tweeted it these are characters one of, you know any of the characters <laughs> going over um, right so who have you got in goal I, I'll point out as well because I didn't want to be too obvious with it I've excluded Atlanta players oh okay because I thought it would be easy to choose Carlton and Williams and whatever. So, okay, uh, right in goal, I was I was so tempted to go for Eric Dick just for <laughs> banter from SKC, uh, but instead I've gone for Alex Bono. 
from Toronto. Yeah, he's out in the cold now. Westberg's come in and, and pushed him out. Yeah, so I thought he'd do a job in uh, League One. Uh, in defence... <laughs> so insulting to Alex <laughs> Yeah. who, by the way, has been a huge player for Toronto for years, and you've just gone, yeah, do a job in League One. <laughs> uh, I want to say as well, right, there's, I'm going to name some players that have played less than nine, well, nine or less games that are DPs, right? Mm-hmm. Piatti, Montreal. Yeah, he's been injured. BWP, he's played injured. six games. Barco. Wow, yeah, away. Uh, well, Lauren Simon has played 10 matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was just a separate one. Uh, Akindeli as well played 11 games, so he's he was close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Altidore has played nine so I could have had Altidore. A lot of injuries in there. Yeah, there is. But um, they're, they're they would f- definitely have played. They're definitely of a level in which would they would not be sold to Bolton. <laughs> they're yeah. not playing because they're injured. Um, right. So in defence, I've I'll admit I've. Have tried... you spelt defence with an S, by the way, as is uh, customary in the US? Uh, no, I've spelt it with a spelt it with a C. <laughs> um, right. So fullbacks, I've gone Connor Laid, Rebels. Nine games, uh, I thought, strong player. And I think, you know, this is, you can look at it and you can look at Is he playing left or right? Uh, I've got him playing right. Okay. Uh, But you can look at it and you can think, well, there could be better options. But remember, this is League One. So Conor Laid will do a good job. Of course he will. Uh, Left back. The other side. Now, I was torn. And I'll explain. I was torn between uh, Arvas Powell from Cincy Cincy, and Ben Sweat. NYC NYC and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Alvis Powell are you? because why? I really liked him last season yeah he's played MLS Cup so he's played a big game yeah Um, so I'm gonna go with Powell although this was tough this was probably the toughest decision I made okay Uh, centre backs have gone with Justin Glad from RSL yeah and I'm gonna I'm gonna choose Gustav Svensson right because he's got international experience and I think that could be key and remember, this is League One. You're playing <laughs> up against teams like Rochdale, Berry. Yeah. Although Sunderland are in the same league. So, uh, right, moving into midfield, um, this was tough. I've got quite a lot of players who didn't make the cut. I mean, Mo Adams would go on the bench. I'd mm-hmm. lo- I want to bring Mo, friend bring of the him show. Home. Yeah, back to. Don't send him to Bolton. Though. <laughs> uh, Chris McCann, I thought, well, he's got English yeah. League experience. Um, but you're not allowed Atlanta players. He's DC. Yeah, but come on, he's Atlanta for him. Uh, Darwin uh, Seven, yeah, it's Houston, former Orlando player, and uh, Kevin Molino. I know he's been injured, but he does score when he plays. He's, I know he's not played many games for uh, Minnesota, but he does score when he plays. Looking at his stats, he plays like two or three games the last few ga- the last few seasons, but he has scored. Uh, so they're the ones that just haven't made the cut. Okay, um, this is. Right, I'll save the rights, uh, sort of right side-ish. Because it's difficult, because they say, play different formations. Yeah, yeah. These, four, these four could probably play anywhere across the midfield. Uh, but I'm going to bring... I know Omar Brown from Montreal has been kind of that sort of 4 3 free striker. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to bring him into left midfield. Okay. So attacking left midfield. Um, You're going to have to ask his parent club for permission. <laughs> well, this is the thing. They have got an option to buy him, yeah. so I think he okay. can just stay in there, uh, assuming that Montreal buy him. Um, in the middle, league win. I like league win. He's 32. In but... this, there's some, one thing Bolton need. It's a league win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... <laughs> um, 
And then I'm gonna go. That was quite good, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna go Etienne Junior. who can sort of float a yeah. bit. This is the this uh, this again was a tough choice because Alex Rodan mm-hmm. from Seattle, but Valo from Red Bulls because he's been injured has yeah. only played two games. So I'll have to stick Rodan on the bench and put Valo in there when he gets fit. But is there not an argument that? Valo would have played. Yeah, but he's injured, so he's only played two games. They uh, wouldn't sell him to Bolton. I'm looking I'm not at stats. That. I'm looking at stats, my friend. Uh, right, up front. <laughs> what <a> st- <laughs> <laughs> Up front. This was quite tough as well, actually, but up front, I'm going to go with Will uh, Bruin. Nine games, so he just fits in. And we want a bit of youth in there. Brian White. Played wow, nine, yeah, scored yeah. four, Red Bulls. So he'd be my second striker. I was going to suggest some of the um, maybe uh, Toronto attackers or Red Bulls attackers that have been sort of had to play up a little bit because of uh, injuries to, to BWP and Altidore. There's mm. there's a lot to choose from. So, yeah, you've done well there. Uh, so they're my 11 slash... Tom Barlow would have been a shout for Red Bulls as well. Yeah, he was on the, the cusp. Maybe, you know, we'll take him on the bench. So uh, <laughs> we've got uh, Bono in goal. We've got Powell, Svensson, Glad and Connor Laid across the back. Omar Brown, assuming that Montreal take up the option to buy him. Lee Gwynn, Etienne Jr. and Valo. And up front, Bruin and White. On the bench, I've not really fought through. We'll stick Eric Dick can go on the bench just for banter. So he's on the bench. Um... Alex Roldan, Mo Adams as well, and Barlow. So I've got I've got three more names on the bench to fill, but they're my that's my eleven who are going to take Bolton to the championship. Okay, if you want to have a go yourself, uh, you, you've seen the rules. Uh, not not too many games played this season. What did we say? Eight is the cutoff. Eight or nine? Nine's the cutoff. Nine's the cutoff. Can't be DPs. Yeah, because it's unlikely that they would be sold to Bolton if they're just <laughs> playing week in, week out. Um, have a go. Try and make an 11 for uh, Bolton's League One campaign as they try to get back to zero points for yeah. the first month. Um, something else that we did in the last episode, which has kind of become a thing, um, just because someone's yeah, a few people have made it a thing by tweeting us. Um, do you remember we did the career path of Zach Steffen? We tried to predict what was going to happen. So it was like, Stefan 2022. Um, uh, we kind of got the similar results though, don't we? He's yeah. just going to end up mid-table in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, and England were going to win the World Cup. <laughs> well, nothing yeah, to do with that's, Stefan, that's but... just standard, of course. Yeah. Um, so a uh, few people uh, tweeted in with suggestions. Um, the reason I've chosen this player uh, is not because of the team they play for, but because I think it's actually really difficult. I think this is a good one to talk about. Yeah, thanks uh, to Phil, by the way. Phil Holbert yeah. sent this in. Cheers to Phil. He tweeted us at MLS UK Show and suggested Chris Mueller. Yes. Uh, as an Orlando fan, mm-hmm. I want you to go first on this. Where's okay. Mueller going to end up? Uh, so Mueller is a fan favourite because he, um, whether he comes on off the bench uh, or starts, is full of effort, full of energy, always working hard. Uh, great cross with the ball, um, decent speed. Um, good finisher as well to be fair um, very popular but isn't getting isn't getting the minutes at Orlando that, that he deserves uh, so it's difficult because you'd like to see more of him and you'd like to see him do well and you'd like to think that somebody's going to spot what he can do and, and Orlando presumably will be happy to cash in unfortunately um, so I've gone for I've proposed a big trade right okay I think Chris Mueller is easily 
in the top 20 players in MLS. And I've gone for LAFC coming in with a big trade. Really? I can see him going to LAFC. Wow, okay. And, and this is not like some like jumped up Orlando like narrative. This is like I I rate the guy. I can't believe he's not played for US. I can't believe he's not making that squad. Um and I think Orlando would be happy to cash in for the right price. So I'm taking someone like Diamande from LAFC. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. If they offered you that trade as a for Orlando, mm-hmm. I would jump at that. I would, would you to get Diamande? I don't know. I just I think I'm not saying this because I listen. You know I'm an Atlanta fan, but I don't I don't hate Orlando like some Atlanta fans. I, I find it funny when they lose because it's you, <laughs> but I don't hate them. So I, I would like Mueller to do well uh, because I think Orlando need a hero. You thought Dwyer were going to be the hero. It's not quite worked out. So I think, I personally think a lot of Orlando fans... Have you heard of uh, Lewis Nanny? Yeah, well, na- yeah, but Nanny's obviously, but Nanny's not a proper hero. He's like, you know, he's turned, you, turned your fortunes. But I mean like a kind of a, a homegrown. I know Dwyer's not homegrown, but you know what I mean? Like not a, um, a, a, a player who's already at the top of his game. I think... Orlando fans put a bit too much on Mueller just because you want that hero and you want him to do well. I don't. I don't know. I. I listen. The guy's twenty-two. In 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 Premier League years, the guy's nineteen. You know, because of the college system. So he's twenty-two. He's still a young guy. I don't. I've just not quite. He's had small glimpses, but for me, and I know he's not played, but he has played forty-six. Was it forty-six games for Orlando? Six goals. I think he will stay at Orlando for a few seasons. Mm-hmm. Then, not Nashville or into Miami, but the next franchise team will come in. Mm-hmm. Give me one. Who do you like? Let's say Las Vegas. Las Vegas, for example. They'll come in. They'll take him. He'll do all right for him and for them, and he'll just sort of float around MLS for a bit. Okay, I'm surprised in that. If he proves me wrong, I will be very happy. I will be, I'd be really happy. Unless he scores against Atlanta, that'd be annoying. But I think there's a bit of Orlando where the fans are just you wanting that hero, so you put in like the cash money thing. I don't think. I don't think there's pressure on him though. I think the fans just love him. I don't think there's any pressure when Mueller steps on that pitch. There's no pressure on him. The effort, the the energy brings is just massively appreciated. I think. Yeah, I'm not saying there's pressure on him. I just think that maybe the expectation mm. of Orlando fans. Okay, is... well, if you're if you're an Orlando fan listening to this, let us know what what you think. Tell us who you support, and you do your Chris Mueller prediction. Mm. So where will he be in I don't know, 2025? Show show us his career path for the next um, five, six, seven years, and and tell us the team you support. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, um, I've got him to uh, I've got him to go to Germany actually. Germany. Yeah. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe like a Wolfsburg. All right. Yeah. Okay. Do you know like a yeah yeah mid level. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, and then uh, just as a bit of bants, in twenty twenty five, he's playing in the championship. <laughs> Not for Bolton. Then. Not for Bolton. <laughs> he's at Derby because they're still in the championship. <laughs> yeah. Still failing every year. <laughs> 
Uh, right, yeah, let us know. Who do you agree with? Do you agree with uh, Elliot? Do you think he's going to have uh, flourish? He's going to head to Europe. Or do you agree with me? You think he's not quite seen it yet. I Notice know, how neither of us think he's going to stay, though. No, yeah. Well, it is MLS. See, I'm not being biased to Orlando. If I was being biased, I'd say, oh, he's going to stay and he's going to be a hero. I'm not it's saying that. has got the that. winner in the MLS Cup final. For LAFC. <laughs> Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt. MLS UK Show. Shall we do a new game? You've fought up at this game. Oh. And I'm excited for oh, this. Oh, yes. Explain this game for us. Okay, so um, I quite fancy... <laughs> I quite fancied. Do you know the um, the MLS salaries were released? Yeah. So I quite fancied playing a game of the Price Is Right, where you have to say higher or lower. I give you a player, and uh, you have to say higher or lower on their salary. Um, and I think when I mentioned it to you, like, yeah, all right, it's, yeah, it's a good idea. Like, we'll do it. And then I thought, well, what are we going to call it? Because famously, the games on this podcast uh, have to have. Uh, Names that change every week because that's what happened. Because you can't ever remember them. Um, so I thought, well, instead of playing the prices right for this week alone, let's play Jamal Campbell prices right. Former Charlton Barnsley and Sheffield United winger Jamal Campbell Rice um, helps us with our pun of the week. Jamal Campbell prices right. Right. So uh, is this? So you're going to go through some players, and I've got to try and guess whether they, the previous player had more or less in their salary. salary. Yeah. Okay. Um, there is an issue I need to flag up, though. Yeah. If the name's going to change next week, I already don't have a name for it. So it needs to rhyme with Price. Price, yeah. Okay. So um, maybe Pat Rice, who was assistant for Arsene Wenger at Arsenal. Uh, yeah. Pat, Pat Rice is right. <laughs> not much to do with... Uh, <laughs> with anything but okay no. uh, so send us better ones please at MLS UK show um, okay so the the first the starting point is one we mentioned earlier it's just easy to start with um, someone that we've already mentioned Fernando Addy earns two million dollars at Cincinnati this season a lot season. of money okay so higher or lower Brad Guzan higher no wait I'm gonna go lower going to mark these as I go. Okay. So you're going, Guzan earns less. Yes. Than Fernando Adi. I think since he would have been splashing the cash a bit. Okay. Now, without telling you whether you're right, does Roman Alessandrini earn more or less than Brad Guzan? More. Does Diego Valeri earn more or less than Alessandrini? More. Does Rui Diaz earn more or less than Valeri? Oh, it's got to be less. Does Dom Dwyer earn more or less than Rui Diaz? Less. Does Maxi Aruti earn more or less than Dom Dwyer? More. Does Petey earn more or less than Aruti? Of course he does. Of course he does. Yes. Does Zlatan earn more than Petey? <laughs> well, let me think. Yes. Does Michael Bradley earn more or less than Zlatan? <laughs> less. Does Carlos Vea earn more or less than Michael Bradley oh, that, you, you had a bit of a smile there as you said that I've not properly looked at the salary cap but I'm going to say more just because it would make a lot of sense to be more okay. now you got three wrong out of how many 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Oh, that's not bad. Seventy percent. That's a good record. I'll take that. Three out of ten. Uh, so, Brad Guzan earns seven hundred and forty k. Seven hundred and forty k. Wow. Okay. Which is uh, a lot less than Addy's two million dollars. Alison Drini earns more than Brad Guzan at one point eight million. Of course, yeah. Diego Valeri. So he earns less than Addy. Yep. Wow. Okay. This is what I'm saying. Addy's a waste of money. Yep. This is not breaking news. Um, Diego Valeri earns more than Alessandrini. You got that correct. Yep. He earns $2.4 million. Well worth it. Rui Diaz earns less than Diego Valeri at $1.8 million. You got that correct. Dom Dwyer earns less than Rui Diaz, but only just... You got that right at 1.5 yes. million. Maxi Aruti earns less than Dom Dwyer, really? and you got that wrong. Wow! How much does he earn? One million. Okay. Now, does PT earn more or less <laughs> than Aruti's one million? This is where I fancy my chances. If he's next few, I fancy my chances to get him right. So, said, well, you got it wrong. Oh, uh, really? 900k, PT. Wow. Okay. That surprised me as well. So uh, Zlatan does earn more than PT, but um, by around $6.3 million. <laughs> <laughs> um, does Michael Bradley earn more than Zlatan? Yeah, no, he doesn't. He's yeah. on $6.5 million. Really? See, it's close. And does Carlos Vea... Uh, more or less oh. than Michael Bradley. Veya only on 6.3 million, less. so he earns wow. less than Michael Bradley. Wow. See, I, pick, I tried to pick out a few that were that were a little bit strange, including uh, the fact that Michael Bradley earns more than Carlos. That was, that was, yeah, that surprised me, but I guess Carl, Michael Bradley's a, a, he's done, he's he's had a career, hasn't he? He's had a career. He's had a career, yeah. let's stop there. Yeah, so, I enjoyed um, that. That was good. Join us again for whatever it'll be called next week. It has to rhyme with price. Send us your suggestions at MLS UK Show. Have you got any off the top of your head? Um, there'll be someone who's called Price. Wasn't there a Price at Colorado? Jack Price is right. Jack Price oh, is right. Oh, there, we, there go. we go. That's next week started. I can't wait any longer. I just want I want to get these guests on because um, I want to talk I want to talk DC United more specifically with Wayne Rooney's driver. Yes, earlier this week, I had the pleasure of speaking to uh, two people who are important to DC United. First of all, Jim, who is part of uh, DC United with Pride, and Rory, who is the player care manager at DC United. Uh, Part of his role is to be Wayne Rooney's driver. So I got them both on the phone to talk about the upcoming uh, United night out, the DC United Pride night, which... Really nice is against Orlando. We know obviously mm. Orlando of um, you know support the LGBT community and yeah. everything that's gone on in the past. So it's really nice that they they're involved as well in this. So here's what happened when I caught up with the guys. The MLS UK Show. It's Henry here for the MLS UK Show. Delighted to say that we're not only joined by Jim, who's part of DC United with Pride, but also we've got Rory on the line, who is uh, the player care manager for DC United. How are you doing, guys? I'm doing great. Hey. How are you? 
Uh, yeah, very good, thank you. So, uh, right, so Jim, uh, a bit background. We've spoken to you before on the podcast. We had you on last season, which was uh, ahead of the Pride Night last year, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, so this is becoming an, an annual thing of uh, you coming on to promote it. So we're going to chat a little bit about that later on. But uh, Rory's also on the line. So uh, you're the player care manager for DC United. Just tell us what does that entail? Yeah, um, you know, it's kind of a, an all-of-the-above situation. Um, mainly, it is to take care of all of our new players coming in. Um, so whether it's relocation, you know, finding a house, finding a car, visas, bank accounts, all that stuff that gets, uh, that we need to do to, to make a player get settled as quick as possible. So he can be focused on the field, uh, as quick as possible. Right. Well, I mean, DC have been, uh, obviously very busy, uh, with, uh, with trades and, and players coming in for us in the UK. The, the, the main one is. Wayne Rooney, I know you've spoken recently about a friendship that you've now got with him. Uh, like, what was that first meeting him and what was your opinions of him before and, and now afterwards? Yeah, um, it's hard not to not to become friends with somebody uh, that you spend a lot of time with every day. Um, but no, it's been great. Um, obviously, it was big, big news uh, for us when he signed and, and I knew a little bit ahead of time because I'd worked with his agent when he came over uh, to do the initial discussions. Um uh, so I kind of had my own little, you know, freak out, if you will. Um, yes, the big star coming in moment before he got there. So when he when I met him, he's just a great guy and, and super down to earth, super quiet, really. Um, so it's, it's been good getting to know him, getting to know him and his family. And obviously he's done great things for the club and the city. So um, I couldn't be more happy with him being around. Um, and what's it like? Because I can imagine Wayne Rooney, um, you're looking at different sort of uh, the different sized houses and stuff like that to the a normal MLS player. So what was the change in, in that like? For sure. I mean, I spoke about it a little bit before, but it's, you know, you, you go around to certain apartments or, or a house with other players and I think, OK, yeah, one day, you know, I can afford one of these or I can, I can get myself into one of these. Uh, and then with, you know, with Wayne and his family, he's obviously been very successful and, and he has a big family. So um, it's a little bit of a different, different level, but I was able to remove myself and just enjoy that moment and, and, you know, see some cool houses and find him and his family a good spot to, to settle in. And were they happy in the end? They are happy. Yeah. Um, they have a great house and, and they're close to the city and close to the school for the, the kids, which is important. So, yeah, I think we did a good job. Yeah. Um, when you are working with these players, and, and obviously uh, I know you've said in the past that you've actually been uh, driving Wayne around a bit. As a DC fan, do you ever get tempted if they've had maybe a bad game or missed a, a, an easy chance to go, Wayne, come on, what was that? You should have scored that last week. <laughs> I mean, I don't usually initiate those. I, I kind of let him talk to me about it, and then I'll say, yeah, you know, we maybe should have scored that chance or or whatever it may be. Um, but I don't, you know, that's not my role. I, I don't want to dig into them too much or, or any of the players, you know. Um, I, you know, I, I've been around for enough time that I can sense it out if, if they're comfortable enough or in a good moment to to joke about it or, or whatever, whatever it may be. But we have a good relationship, so it's it's it wouldn't be a problem if I was like, hey, you should have scored that, maybe. <laughs> I know you've you've spoken about this with uh, the Athletic.com, the article you did, which was great, by the way. 
Um, you, you're also you. you've been uh, you've been getting quite famous recently because you're also the uh, uh, the cover model for the the Pride Night coming up at DC. What was that like to to do that sort of thing? I would say famous is is maybe a bit of a stretch, but a little <laughs> more attention than I normally get. Um, but no, it's been great. Um, honestly, the club has has been awesome uh, in terms of this Pride Night coming up and and. Obviously, with the the article that came out, that received a lot of attention, um, not only for myself but for the club and for Wayne, um, which was great. And I think it was all around good for for everybody. But they asked me to, you know, if I'd be interested in uh, being a part of this because they want to do something different. Instead of having players be involved, they wanted to just, you know, shoot queer people, um, which I thought was incredible. And and they, you know, came right to me and they asked, hey, do you know anybody? And I kind of laughed. I was like, yeah, of course. Like, how many people do you need? <laughs> um, so I was able to get some friends. And, and one of my good friends, uh, Joanna Lohman, who just retired from the Washington Spirit, was able to join us. And she's a much bigger star than I am. So she uh, she helped push it a little bit, too. But it was great to, to be a part of and, and just really special. Uh, so I saw you uh, modeling the, the Pride shirt that you're going to wear with the, the numbers, obviously got the rainbow colors on them. Did you ask Wayne for any tips? Because he must have modeled quite a few kits in his time. <laughs> he has. I didn't, I didn't speak to him about it, but he did ask me how it went. And uh, I, I said, hopefully, okay. I haven't seen the final shots, but um, I've, I've actually been with him in quite a bit of those shoots recently. So, you know, take some pointers and take some, uh, take some notes when I can. This is where I want to bring Jim in as well. Um, so, Jim, as I've said, it's the uh, the DC Pride Night coming up against Orlando next Wednesday. Is that right? The 26th? Am I right with that? That's correct. Yeah, the 26th. Um, so, it's the United Night Out. Just explain what's, what, you know, because you did it last season as well. Just explain for those who, who are unsure, say, here in the UK, because it doesn't really happen, this sort of thing in the Premier League. So, just explain what the night's about. Um, well, the night's about uh, bringing more of the community, uh, and that means all of the community, whether it's the LGBTQ uh, plus community um, or our allies out to Audi Field, support DC United, um, and also provide an opportunity for DC United to reach out to that part of the community uh, that maybe they don't reach out to um, or haven't, uh, haven't been able to reach in the past. Um, so this is our ninth year. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Um, so based out of the uh, Federal Triangle Soccer Club is the local LGBTQ um, soccer club in Washington, D.C. Roy and I both play for. Uh, in fact, a couple of the other models, uh, Roy's friends were um, Federal Triangle Soccer Club members. Um, real glad they were included in this. Um, but it's an opportunity for them to kind of come out and see D.C. United, support their local club, um, and and sort of be part of that over overall uh, dc sports community um again united night out is uh is supposed to be uno representing the number one uh, that we can all be united and all be one for one game one community united and it's sort of the overriding theme for the night um so we're excited about it i'm very happy to be working with dc united with the federal triangle soccer club and then um our local uh, sort of sports organizations like Team DC who does a night out series with other professional sports. Um, so hopefully everybody can come out, uh, enjoy it, have a good time, and, uh, and maybe in the end, uh, as a lot of them have, become season ticket holders and uh, true black and red supporters. 
Uh, yeah, because I guess obviously there's a, an important message behind all of this, but at the end of the day, if it can uh, encourage more, um, you know, well, I guess whether they're gay, straight, you know, whatever, more fans for the club, it can only be positive, right? Correct. That's the uh, that's the idea. That's the hope. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the big supporters groups like uh, Screaming Eagles and Bar Brava and District Ultras um, have reached out from time to time and always been welcoming um, so, you know, we work with them, uh, on occasion, um, when they want to, uh, to sort of reach out to their base as well. But again, just sort of, uh, bringing, uh, more folks into the organization, more folks into the stands, and then, uh, hopefully in the end, uh, more supporters and, and, uh, that's, what's going to kind of drive the team going forward. So we do what we can from our side. Um, I know you, uh, you were telling me before we uh, we started the interview, of course, uh, with uh, it's been 50 years since the Stonewall riots. It's quite an important year um, for Stonewall and, and uh, what you're trying to do. Um, you know, I'm not in the last few years. Have you noticed the change, more acceptance or is there still quite a bit to go yet? I still think we've got a long way to go. Um, I am very fortunate uh, on my end. Um, to be able to uh, live in a time where I can be married to my husband, um, where I can uh, show up in the stands, uh, whether I'm wearing my rainbow numbers or not, and feel kind of included and accepted uh, and part of, uh, kind of appreciated as uh, part of the fan core. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of generations uh, prior to myself and Rory that, um, uh, that suffered quite a bit or, uh, you know, advocated um, even more than I do uh, for, um, for acceptance, inclusion, and, and to be part of this uh, that have sort of paved the way for us. So we, uh, we don't lose sight of that, that history. Um, we sort of embrace that and uh, hopefully honor that with uh, any of our efforts that we, we do going forward. Um, and Rory, like I know, um, you know, you tweeted out a few a, a few days ago that unfortunately there was some negative uh, comments on Twitter that you had to report. But I don't want to talk too much of like I don't want to dwell too much on that side of it. But as someone who's working for the club, like um, how how much are DC doing like to uh, just to include everyone really? Yeah, I mean, just on that, I don't know. You're always gonna get negative comments or, or, or people who just are having a bad day or whatever it may be. You know, I just, I try not to focus on it. I want to tweet something funny out about what I, what I had experienced or what I had read, but um, you know, it's unfortunate to see, but you can't dwell on it too much. It's, it, it's just, it's not going to help anybody to, to give them the time of day. Hmm. Uh, but no, DC has been, been great. And, and like Jim is said, Jim, this is our uh, you know ninth year doing it. Um, so they've been, I think each year getting more and more supportive and inclusive. Um, and again, just on my side, when they did find out, cause I don't, I don't think a lot of people in the front office at least maybe knew I was gay. Um, and when the article came out, I had a lot of support and a lot of like people reaching out from the club who are not on the team side saying, Oh, I didn't know this. This is great. Like, you know, happy to have you. Great article, a lot of support. Messages like that, which, you know, I, in the back of my mind, I always knew I had, but it was nice to hear. Uh, and I'm sure that they will continue to do so with, you know, hopefully we have more out LGBTQ staff. Um, as far as I know, I'm one of two people on staff, uh, the only one on the team side. 
I don't know anybody else in the league um, that, again, that I know of that's out and LGBTQ. Um, hopefully we get more people um, just to, to be more inclusive and, and more representative of, of soccer in the United States. Um, Cause I think that obviously there are LGBTQ fans and players and staff that are out there. Just part of the reason why I'm doing these things is, is to make sure that people know that it's, you know, one normal and totally okay. And that if they're not out or feel comfortable that they can be, and that it's, it will, it will be okay. And the amount of positive and overwhelming support that you'll get much outweighs any negative side that you might receive. Um, in my case, there was almost no negative feedback or, or, you know, comments or anything like that from my coming out or my article. And I just want the, the little, uh, you know, influence that I have, I want to spread that message uh, and that it will, it can only help yourself and the clubs and the league and the country and soccer in general um, to have more representation. Yeah, I mean, obviously here on the podcast, we're very, you know, we very supportive of it and I think MLS to be honest is uh, as you say there's still there's still a way to go but I think MLS uh, when you look at the the world sc- uh, scale of, of soccer in the leagues I think the MLS is one of the leagues that are, are, are doing very well in, in promoting it so um, you know it's, it's very good for us as well to, to feel a part of uh, a league that is doing that as well yeah for sure um, so looking at the uh, the soccer side of it then, Jim, I don't know whether you remember last year, but when we spoke, uh, it wasn't as positive as it is right now for DC. I think Wayne Rooney coming in was meant to be the, uh, you know, the shining light, and it was. Uh, so uh, what do you make of the uh, the season so far for DC? Um, we've had some mixed results. Um, you know, I think we've uh, had a few. I don't want to dwell on the, the referees too much, but <laughs> one or two... Uh, you know, uh, missed calls um, that, that could have gone our way, allowing that tying goal, could have uh, secured all three points. Instead, we walk away with one. Um, uh, and then uh, more recently at home, uh, I thought uh, not really controlling the game, letting it get out of hand, people potentially getting injured. Uh, made for an entertaining game, but, uh, but, but certainly not securing the three points I thought we could. So we probably left a few points on the table. Um, but starting off the season by beating Atlanta and grabbing three points where no one thought we could right from the start um, sort of made it a nice positive uh, jump jump start and sort of picked up where we left off. Um, so I think overall we're, we're probably where we should be, uh, minus a point or two. Um, and I think that'll, if we can get healthy and get a few people back um, that have been injured, um, can I also others that uh, – really will help us um, sort of go deep into the playoffs. And um, I don't think uh, anybody on that squad, anybody wearing the DC United logo uh, would settle for anything less. And uh, having an opportunity once you're in that playoffs of, uh, of making an impact, uh, really it depends on who shows up that day and, and who wants it more. Um, and, I, and I think we, uh, we're hungry enough. Um, well, Rory, Jim just said there that he, he feels that the team are hungry enough from somebody who's uh, behind the scenes. Do you get that vibe from the players too? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we have gotten within the last couple of weeks a little, you know, a little misfortunate with whatever calls. I don't want to get, I don't want to talk about yeah. the rest and get get fined, but um, 
you know, there have been opportunities to to get points that we we just didn't get points at. So um, I think we're a little maybe lucky to have been not lucky, but just the results that we had in the beginning of the season really helped us out. Um, so I think that everybody's kind of looking at themselves now with this little break that we have and saying, okay, we're in an okay spot now. We have a little rest and let's time to refocus and get back to those fundamental ideas and the way we've been playing in the first like 10 games, which we did really, really well, you know, starting off with Atlanta, just like Jim said, and, and getting a huge result there at home and getting back to those, the way we played in those games, because it's just the last, I don't know, five, six games hasn't really been like that. So I, I think every, this is a good time to to take a step back and, and kind of reevaluate how it's been going. Excellent. And uh, just before you go, Rory, uh, when you're driving Wayne around, what sort of music does he make you put on? <laughs> um, well, I'm the driving. I'm driving, so I control the, the radio. But I play, you know, what we both like to listen to, whether it's Mumford & Sons or, you know, Kings of Leon, James Bay, stuff like that. Not my typical playlist with, like, Beyonce and Lady Gaga, but uh, I try to get something that we'll both enjoy. <laughs> I don't know. I can see Wayne dancing to paparazzi or uh, poker face, you know, in the back. <laughs> I will say he does like Beyonce, um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, we our main tastes are a little different. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys, for joining us on the MLS UK show. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Good luck as well next Wednesday for the uh, um, you know for the Orlando game and the United night out. It's a great uh, thing that you, the whole club are doing, and um, it's great to speak to you both who are heavily involved in it. Thanks so much. Well, thank you very much. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So cool. I like. I found. I found the job that I want. I think. I just want to hang out with Wayne Rooney all day. Uh, but like, I asked him there, what sort of uh, music does Wayne Rooney listen to? Yeah. Um, you, you you don't mind the stereophonics and stuff like that, do you? So no, I'm yeah. I'm uh, I'm a lot more of an indie Cindy than you are. <laughs> like, I don't get me wrong. I'm pretty much across. All genres, but you're not really on board with the uh, guitar sitch, are you? Um, no, I, I, I like Oasis, obviously coming from <laughs> Manchester, Stone Roses. <sighs> uh, I, I do like my guitar music, but you know my favourite artist is Justin Timberlake, so I think I'd, <laughs> I'd be with Rory and listening to Beyonce and Lady Gaga. Um, right, we need to talk, we talked about Cincy before, but we need to discuss this. Big developments, perhaps, for them. Um, should we talk about the player or potential manager first? Let's go manager first. Alan Pardew. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> right, here's where I am with this one. If Alan Pardew was appointed Norwich manager, not happy about it. No. Cincinnati should be very happy with it. I think I think that's fair. There's a lot of English, uh, or, well, British managers that are being linked with MLS roles. Uh, like David Myers was linked with Atlanta for ages. Uh, is this like, is this going to become a thing? Are they going to? Are we going to see instead of players, the managers go over? I hope so because I think this is the next step. I think um, there's a lot of managers that are maybe out of. Uh, Pardew is a perfect example, but there's a lot of managers that are are out of work and maybe it's, I'm not really sure where they're going to go. I think MLS is a is a is a great way to maybe go and revive a career that's that's not gone great. Someone like Paul Lambert. Yeah, um, who of course was Premier League with Norwich and Villa and um, Stoke, less so much. Um, Ipswich didn't work out well. Um, 
uh, you know, somebody somebody who's had a little bit of a a little bit of a blip, I think it's a great opportunity for them to go over. But it's going to take that. You're not just going to get Jose Mourinho going over there. You know, I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but it's going to take a manager who's maybe a little bit desperate. That that's just a fact. It's going to take that for someone to go over there and um, and sort of build that bridge a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it, it would be interesting and I think it would show a lot of people just how the level MLS is at mm. because all these uh, we're finding now in, in the Premier League for example yeah the likes of Pardew and Allardyce and Pulis and all these these managers who were getting the same jobs coming up over and over yeah. again and they yeah they keep a team up and then whatever but now we're finding that the foreign managers are coming in and they're giving a few younger managers like Chelsea rumoured as we speak to be getting Frank Lampard. Lampard yeah. So if I, not, get Lampard to NYCFC. <laughs> yeah. Uh but I think now these older sort of UK managers are gonna go across and I think I think a lot of them would think it's gonna be a walk in the park and it's not gonna be like that. Not at all. I think I think in many respects it's a lot tougher. Managers complain all the time about having to play on a Tuesday and then a Saturday if they're in Europe or, you know, the cup games or whatever. Try then flying to LA and then having to play in New York three days later. You know, that's a whole new challenge. Yeah. So, uh, Pardew, would, uh, so do you think he'd do well at Cincy? I do, actually. You do? I do. My, on, my only concern is, on. is, is not in his ability itself, but in it's more of a... He'd need to adapt to the way that things yeah. happen over there, and I don't know how tuned in someone like Alan Pardew is with MLS and its challenges. I think, you know, it may take some settling in time probably would have to be one that happened close season so that he's not just straight in and you know. yeah because what would what would success be to Cincy with Pardew in a second season um okay yeah let's let's say let's write off this season they finish bottom and it's the first season and then that's it second season Pardew comes in what is a success win USL well, for Cincy. Mm. Getting relegated, aren't they? No. I thought they were introducing it because they've been that bad. We've had this discussion. Um, I think I think Pardew comes in. You're going to have to back him. going to have to get a stronger stronger roster together. Get rid of certain players that are costing him $2 million for absolutely nothing. <laughs> and oh, th- there's been a tweet about Alan Pardew. It's happened right now. Literally just come through. All right, the momentum's gathering on this one, by the way. Really? Momentum is gathering. As somebody I follow who I have no- notifications on for has just tweeted about it. So, yeah. I think if Pardew joins Cincy now, yeah, then you're already looking towards next season. I really think you just have to... It's just finish the season off and, you know, get something cobbled together for, for year two. Um and then stand it's standard. You go for the playoffs. That's that's the target. Atlanta did it in their second season. They made the playoffs in their first season. I, I think, you know, I think that has to be the target now. Okay. They might have, uh, you know, the likes of Lewandowski and Mbappe at their disposal. So you know, <laughs> this is what we're moving on to. Lewandowski rumored to be going to Cincy. Can you see this happening? Realistically. Mm, yeah, Schweinsteiger's earning seven mil at Chicago. So I just think, why not? Although he would come in and he would change things for Cincy. I mean, you give Lewandowski seven million, yeah, absolutely worth it. Mm. Um, the guy's a finisher. The guy's a proven world class finisher. 
Uh, Mbappe, of course, is a different situation because he's about 12 and he's said that he's going to, he wants to play in MLS in the future. Well, Mbappe's kind of like, I mean, the amount of players that have sort of hinted at it, I think every player who is, um, who's, I don't know, above 90 on FIFA rating is going to get asked, oh, would you play in MLS? And they'll go, yeah, I won't rule it out. And it's yeah. suddenly it's headlines around the world. Uh, we'd like to see Mbappe in MLS. Of course we would. But we'd also like to see Messi in MLS. We'd like to see Ronaldo. Uh, we'd like to see... Um, Where's Houlihan? Maybe not. Hazard. So, um, but, uh, so you're saying Pardew... Uh, that, by the way, that tweet legitimately came through as we were recording this. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, from uh, Doug Robertson, who is a reporter at um, AJC in Atlanta. Uh, very accurate with all of his Atlanta reports. Um, and he's saying that momentum is gathering on that one. So. Um, okay. Pardew, uh, yes. Lewandowski will wait and see. Mbappe, not for a long time. Is that what we're going for? Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Just before we, uh, you want to have a quick say about the Women's World Cup that's happening. We're going to have a look at the predictions for the next week in MLS. Uh, we just uh, as well this just coming through because uh, we've not spoke about the All Star team, which has come, uh, which the fans eleven has been named mm. uh, coming through right now. Wondolowski is in the uh, is in the MLS squad, MLS All Star squad. Uh, Diego Chara is in the squad. Josef Martinez is in the squad. Uh, and there was one more. Who else can I see? It's just come through. It's literally just been released now as we're recording this, which is on uh, Monday afternoon. Yes. Uh, Mar- uh, Mareles for NYC FC. Yep. Oh, I've got the full thing here. Go on. So the 2019 MLS All-Star Game roster in positions... Goalkeepers Andre Blake from Philly, Brad Guzan from Atlanta United, and Nick Raimondo, who's celebrating, of course, his 117th birthday. Yeah, that's nice that they've done that. RSL, very nice touch. Uh, Defenders Matt Hedges from Dallas, Kamal Lawrence from New York Red Bulls, uh, Roman... Who's that? Minnesota. Yeah. Gonzalez Perez, Bastian Schweinsteiger, Walker Zimmerman, Graham Zuzzi, midfielders, Barco, Chara from Portland, Dos Santos from Galaxy, and Mark Anthony Kay from LAFC, uh, Nicholas Ladero from Seattle Sounders, Gonzalo Martinez from Atlanta, Maxi Morales for NYCFC, Nanny from Orlando City, <laughs> uh, Pomical from FC Dallas, uh, Pozuelo from Toronto, and Rossi from LAFC, which leaves up top. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, which is just ridiculous, with Joseph Martinez, Wayne Rooney, Wondolowski, and Carlos Vea. Good squad. Although when the fans' eleven was named, we put it on Twitter. A lot of people were saying, uh, pointing out that the the players seem to come from uh, out of the the amount of teams that there are in MLS. It's only a fraction where the players are coming from, but. You've, you've got to choose the best players again. Because there's four, like four Atlanta players were in that fan eleven alone, mm. and now Martinez as well. I don't mind it. I don't have an issue with it, but it seems a bit excessive. Well, I guess they've got to. Yeah, this is the thing they're trying to put. They're trying to promote MLS mm. onto the. the yeah, world, we all so. know what it's all about. I'm. I'm excited. I've. I've ordered the jersey. By the way, 
Because you have purple, you were right on that. It's not going to be in Orlando for a long, long time, so I had to make the most of it. Yeah, that's true. Um, jersey's, on, jersey's on order. Um, what did you think to it? It was all right. Uh, some people on Twitter and Instagram was having uh, having a go at it, saying it wasn't very nice, but I thought it was quite nice. Yeah, it's different. It's, I think it's the best one they've had. The others have been good designs, but they're, this one's a bit more all-in, if that makes sense. More of a, a soccer shirt. That could be an Orlando shirt, couldn't it, yeah. really? Um We'll we'll do an all star special, I'm sure, a little bit later on. But that's literally yes. just broken uh, whilst we've been recording. Thirty first of July in Orlando, MLS All Star versus Atletico Madrid. Uh, right, Women's World Cup. You wanted to talk about this. Uh, England are still in it. US are still in it as we record this. Mm, they're about to play. They're about to play. Uh, yes, is it Spain? Yep. Because of the break in MLS, I must admit, and this is the same with Gold Corp and Copper America, I've kind of took a little break away from soccer, but I do know what's going on in the Women's World Cup because the coverage here in the UK has been amazing. BBC yeah. have been showing it. Uh, you, you're watching it. Uh, what happened yesterday with England? Because that was quite controversial. <laughs> um, well, you say it was controversial. It actually wasn't. I don't really... So what's happened uh, with England v Cameroon is that uh, there's a couple of goals that were uh, there was a goal that was not given for Cameroon there was a goal that was given for and both both decisions were, were correct you know normally we're talking about a VAR mix up and they've got it horribly wrong and oh it's embarrassing the only thing that was embarrassing was the fact that Cameroon even when it was displayed on the big screen when they showed the replay in the stadium they were having none of it they were, they were saying well no it's wrong and then it happened again. And again, it was correct. And they were like, no, this is ridiculous. So they just stood in a circle in the pitch and just refused to play, which I just think, come on, it's the World Cup. Like, it's got so much positive coverage. Um, it's been really big over here in, in England. I know uh, the US women's national team are, are smashing it as well. So a uh, lot of um, people who I follow through MLS on Twitter in America, they're all um, getting behind behind the US, which is great. And I was just really disappointed to, to see that because it's a bit of a, a blotch on the on the copybook of what's been a really good World Cup. But the reason that I wanted to bring it up is not to talk tactics or anything like that. All I wanted to say was how amazing it's been. And it, it, honestly, it, like I always say it gives me goosebumps to talk about the, the atmosphere at Orlando, for example. Yeah. Um, what's been amazing is when you see teams scoring... And there's girls in the stadium, girls in the crowd. They may be 12, 13, some are younger, some are six, and they've got all the face paint on, and and they are going crazy. And yeah. I honestly, it's so amazing to see that these uh, women who are in this World Cup, which no doubt, you know, is getting a lot more coverage, deservedly, than, than they've had in the past. And it's inspiring generations of, of young women across the world. And it's so good to see. Like, honestly, it's, it's been amazing. And um, I've enjoyed watching it. My fiance's enjoyed watching it. Um, there's been stupid people saying stupid things, which is standard on any topic, on anything that goes on in the world. You know, Donald Trump, for example. Uh, but <laughs> stupid people just say stupid things. Um, we have a lot of female listeners to the podcast as well. I know we did a... Um, a, a women's special as well. Um, episode six, Who Run the World? That is actually our most popular episode. Mm. So which mm. tells tells you it all, doesn't it? So um, Michelle, who's an LA Galaxy fan, joined us for that one. Yeah, I think for MLS, one of the positives about it is the fact that, you know, the, the, the inclusiveness 
whether it's it's getting women involved or you know we spoke to Jim and Rory before getting the LGBT mm. community involved as well. So uh, yeah, I think the inclusiveness we do recognise that, and it was nice to do that episode because um, we spoke to Michelle, we spoke to Liana, who's an SKC fan as well, and uh, yeah, I'd strongly recommend going to listen to that because it was great to talk to them uh, about you know supporting uh, MLS, but. Yeah, one last question though on Women's World Cup. Say mm-hmm. USA beats Spain, then it's uh, quarters is Norway v England, and then France v USA, which would be a big game. Say England and USA both get through semi-finals. Who wins? See, I've, I'm not copying out, but I'll tell you why that's really difficult to answer. Is that look at the the scores in those US women's teams games? You know they're yet to meet someone like England I think it's fair to say um, obviously you know, th- this one is going to be a, this game today is going to be a much bigger challenge but um, I've been really impressed with England I don't think they've played their best yet I don't think they've needed to but likewise with, with the States so bring it on like I'm I'm a massive fan of um, the United States women's team for some reason I've got no patience probably like most of America I've got no patience with the men's national team over there um, I, I just I just haven't I think the whole setup is is embarrassing if I'm quite honest with you um, but the women's US women's national team I've really enjoyed watching I think they've got so many incredible talents that a lot of them of course play in America um, they play um, in the in the NWSL and I've had the pleasure of seeing a lot of them play you know maybe for Orlando Pride or for for Portland Thorns um, in games I've been to and I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it so whoever you know whoever does better out of the the States and England I'm I'm there for it I'm just so glad that uh, as you know my niece plays um, plays women's football at a very high standard and I'm very very proud that it's it's getting the coverage that it, that it deserves and the respect that it deserves. The MLS UK Show. Right, MLS coming up this weekend. And there's midweek games as well. We've mm. been waiting so long for MLS to come back and it comes back with a bang. Uh, right, so midweek. Um, i tell you what, because we're running out of time, mm-hmm. let's run through the games very quickly that's happening midweek and then we'll do predictions for the weekend games. Okay. So uh, these are all happening on Wednesday evening slash Thursday morning if you're in the UK. Uh, kicking off at midnight, New England Revolution, Philadelphia Union. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Philadelphia's form can continue because mm. before the break they were smashing it. Will it hinder them a bit having a bit of a break? Well, they're four they points clear at the top with a game in hand. Yeah, well, we'll have to see because it's it, Philadelphia Union, we didn't expect them to be top of the conference no, so no. they have smashed it. Uh, Montreal Impact play Portland Timbers. That's at half 12 here in the UK. Uh, big game, um, which you appeared on a DC United podcast to chat about uh, this week. Would you like to plug that? Yeah, so uh, I appeared on the DC United Kingdom podcast this week with uh, Taylor, who runs Orlando City UK, uh, and together we kind of helped preview this this DC v Orlando game. And uh, I urge you to check it out just because it was a really good chat. And also, um, I know there's people who sort of say, "Oh, they only focus on you know." We we don't tend to focus solely on on one team, and it was. A, a really nice challenge for me to talk in depth about DC um, and, and, of course, Orlando, which was a little bit easier. 
um, and and actually just really talk about one specific game for for a long period of time. Um, we talked about rosters and uh, certain decisions and um, previous games, and uh, yeah, it's well worth a listen. So um, check out DC United Kingdom uh, on Twitter, and you'll get the link for the uh, for the podcast there. Um, now, also at one o'clock on uh, well Thursday morning, Wednesday evening is uh, Toronto versus Atlanta. Which, for as an Atlanta fan, I'm not looking forward to. With the likes of Joseph Martinez mm. out uh, playing in the uh, in the Copa America, whereas for Orlando City playing DC United, DC United's main man Wayne Rooney, free to play. Yep. So that's you know, are you looking forward to that match? Yeah, but DC is still going to be missing the likes of. Um, Moreno, who's obviously um, who's obviously huge, so it's it's a case of making the best of what you've got, and I think uh, I think DC have probably got enough to beat Orlando, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think that's not the most shocking thing you've said. Um, right, rounding off in the midweek, FC Dallas versus Vancouver Whitecaps. That's at two a.m. and uh, San Jose Earthquakes versus Houston Dynamo. Uh, that's at half three. San Jose had a, a day with like Philadelphia had a good run heading into the uh, the break. So we'll see if they can get back to winning ways. They lost in the US Open Cup to LAFC, didn't they? But that's that's no disgrace at all. Uh, right. So moving on to the weekend. Uh, this is at one a.m. on Saturday morning. So it's Friday evening, and this is where we start our predictions. New York Red Bulls versus Chicago Fire. Mm, New York. Not quite at it, are they? I still back them to win this. I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. Um, yeah, I, I can't disagree with you on that, I think. You'd always fancy Red Bulls. Even if they weren't in the best of form, you'd yeah. still fancy them, especially at home. Presumably, BWP is going to be back now because he was he was given a rest after he returned from his injury. He's given a rest throughout the... Um, the coming weeks with Open Cup etc so I expect he'll probably start now yeah Red Bulls won 5 at home Chicago won none away so I'm going to go 3-1 to Red Bulls uh, Colorado Rapids versus LAFC mm, I, I mean <laughs> imagine betting against LAFC <laughs> um, I'm going to go 3-1 um, yeah I, I, well, I think Carlos Vey is going to be playing isn't he mm-hmm. I think 4-0 Colorado Rapids. Uh, sorry, LAFC. <laughs> no, take your first answer. Uh, Minnesota versus FC Cincinnati. Um, you've got a fancy Minnesota. I think Cincy, they've won one away so far this season. They've lost eight. Um, Minnesota, still probably getting used to the new stadium. I noticed the US national team, men's national team won there mm-hmm. the other week. But uh, yeah, Minnesota, I'm going to go 2-0. 3-1. Just because I was going to go 2-0. So. Um, Atlanta versus Montreal. Tough game, this. Uh, yes. Tougher than you'd imagine. Yes. Uh, still fancy my boys, though. I think 3-1. 2-2. Uh, New York City versus Philadelphia Union. This is midnight, Sunday evening. Um, I think the Philly playing twice might might upset them a bit. So I'm going to go New York City. I'm going to go 2-1. Yeah, NYCFC have turned it around massively. Uh, I'm going 1-0 Columbus Crew Orlando City uh, God try and predict this one well it's a case of a long come Orlando isn't it Columbus yeah. not 1-5 in five. so um, probably probably a 5-0 win for the crew here uh, I, I'm going to go 
Oh, this is difficult. This is really difficult. I'm going to go 1-0 Orlando, and just to rub it in, and I'll get a load of tweets about it, Chris Mueller will score. <laughs> I'd love that. I would love that. Um, I'm going to say 2-1 Orlando. Uh, New England Revolution versus Houston Dynamo. I'm going to say 2-2 for this one. I fancy New England to win 2-0. Uh, DC United, Toronto FC. It's a one o'clock Sunday morning. Be a good game, this. It will be a good game. I DC playing you know, for a second second game as well. 2-1 Toronto. Have it, 3-2, DC. Yeah. Uh, RSL, SKC, the abbreviations game, <laughs> three o'clock. Hmm. Tough one. I think this will be uh, 2-2. I'm going to go home win, 2-0. Uh, San Jose Earthquakes, LA Galaxy, uh, derby match this. Because um, it's San Jose, it's on at 3am. 3-1 Galaxy. I think 3-2 Galaxy. And I know that was the score a few years ago when they played each other, but I think it'll mm. uh, be that again. Uh, Wando's score, though, obviously. He's in form. Standard. Uh, right, Seattle Sounders versus Vancouver Whitecaps. Cascadia! I'm going to go 2-0 Seattle. 3-1 Seattle. They're at home. And finally, 4am Monday morning. Good luck if you're staying up for this one. Portland Timbers versus FC Dallas. Yeah, now... Of course, this is Portland who put four past Houston versus Dallas who put three past Toronto. I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw. <laughs> really? Um, I might do just for lols, actually. I'm going to go nil-nil. Wow, okay. I'm going to go... Um, hmm. I'm going to go with three-nil. Three-nil, Okay. Well, we'll keep Portland, an eye on... By keep, the way, Portland. Well, yeah. Keep an eye on those. Um, if you want to send us your predictions, then uh, do it at MLS UK Show. You can just DM us if you don't want everyone else to see them. Before we go, any ideas on today's game with the changing name? Uh, right. So, he played for Portland. He then went to Millwall. Is that right? Uh, yeah, Portland. Then he went to uh, Millwall, 176 appearances. Then Leicester, 96 appearances. Fulham, 13 appearances. And then Seattle, 93 appearances. Have you got any idea? And you've left a team out. Yeah. I've left a top a top four Premier League team out. Because I had the Leicester thing mm-hmm. suggested it could be a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Is it a goalkeeper? It is a goalkeeper. But then I can't remember which top four team he played for. Is it Casey Keller? It is Casey it's Keller. It's Casey Keller. Which top four team did he play for? Tottenham. Did he? Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, because, yeah, Leicester with the Walkers kit, or Lays, if you're listening in the US. See, I wouldn't have got the Leicester thing in my mind because they had Friedel and Casey Keller. Yeah. No, it was the Leicester thing because I was like, I couldn't think of anyone and then it was, I, I was like, I'm sure he went to Seattle. But then I was like, would he have gone from Portland and then Seattle? But Casey Keller, well done. Well done if you got it right. We'll have another one for you next week. Um, just to recap, 
lots for you to get involved with. Uh, you can choose your Bolton eleven <laughs> um, players who uh, could play for Bolton in League One next year. Um, if they haven't played more than eight or nine games in MLS this season, you're allowed uh, uh, to make an MLS sort of like a MLS not really star team. Um, also, uh, the career path. Uh, send us some. Uh, send us your opinions on Chris Mueller's potential career path. Um, a lot of Orlando fans, I'm sure, will expect big things. Henry is saying not so much. No. Nope. Um, and uh, and also, what was the other thing that we needed? Um, oh God, we've asked for so much today. We oh, needed... uh, we need a name for uh, the Price Is Right. Yes. Um, so the the name has to change each week. We're going to go with a with a, a player pun. So this week we had Jamal Campbell Price, and we suggested uh, Jack Price Is Right for yep. next week. Uh, send us yours at MLS UK Show. That'll keep you busy, won't it? It will. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, that was episode 14 of season two of the MLS UK show. See you later. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.